I don't want to do this anymore. All right. Okay. Number five. I can't do it. Do you want me to read it? Pass me the phone. I'm going to work myself in a minute. Come on. Hello, Cheryl. Hey there, Keir. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Are we recording? <laughs> we're recording. Woo-hoo, we're recording. This is our first ever episode. This is our first episode. proper one. This is the first. Because we have done like one. testing ones, haven't we? We have. And we have. Um, how do they work? They're all right. They're all right. I discovered that I can't actually wear headphones and listen to myself speak back. Otherwise, the... I lose the train of thought of what I'm talking about. And I sound really inarticulate i'm going to see how many long words i can get that's a long word for me Fab. by the way we, we can knock them down as we do <laughs> what my words so they get shorter <laughs> yeah <laughs> should we introduce ourselves i think yes i think we should that would be a good thing we are just off london oh yeah we got Woo! there we got there <laughs> it took a long time for us to pick a name yeah lots of different names um and we even had a little bit of a kind of disagreement well i <gasps> don't know would it be a disagreement or yeah it was our first disagreement yeah what <laughs> <laughs> of many we were throwing cups at each other and <laughs> i would like to say baby food but i'm saying that because i did once throw baby food at my husband when he made oh. me really angry and then i made him clear it up i'm sorry <laughs> what type of baby food was it i don't know but one of those like jars Oh, see, I wouldn't mind that. That was a long time ago. That's like 15 years ago. Yeah, so uh, my name's Keir. Um, one Hi, Keir. Half of, hello. One half of uh, Just Off London. And I'm Cheryl. And I'm the other half. So, I'm the older, wiser, more experienced <laughs> half. <laughs> and I'm the younger, stupider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more stupider. No, no. never. No, Never. no. So irritating. Check. Irritating. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people listen to this might agree. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll find out, won't we? When people like post comments and well, let, hopefully, if people post comments. So, uh, yeah, our name, Jess of London. We decided to go for this because we both live on the outskirts of uh, London. Well, on the edge of Surrey, and. Whenever we go on holiday or go away, I say we because that's that then sounds like we go on holiday together. We don't. We don't. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll see. That might make an interesting podcast. Um, but at the moment, we don't. And so every time we go away um, or go and visit a place or anything, can you get chatting to people and they say, "Oh, where do you live?" or "Where do you come from?" If you say Surrey, no one knows where Surrey is. Mm. So. Even people in our own country, I think, sometimes don't know where Surrey is. So you end up saying London, just off London, just outside London, just off London, as I said. So that's why we chose that <laughs> we one. We did. It sounded friendlier. Yeah. Nicer. Yeah. And, I mean, the basis of our podcast is just you and I really talking, isn't it? We are. We are, because so, we talk a lot of work. We work together. Oh, yeah, we're colleagues. I just want to mention that. We're colleagues, friends... And now co Yes. <laughs> Colleagues, yes. Friends, I need to say maybe at that point. Yeah. 
because yesterday you not yesterday sorry on uh, Saturday when we were practicing yeah I, I said maybe it. really quietly mm. under my breath you could just about hear it you can pick up everything <laughs> so yeah we are work colleagues and yeah. um and buddies yeah so I like so, to think all my work colleagues are my buddies yeah exactly so I think we it's have good. a good time so we're um we actually work with each other we rarely work together though do we I'm mostly just doing my stuff and then yeah yeah which I don't actually think you are doing I think you just sit around doing nothing I try oh and and also pod dog is here and pod dog is barking right now um pod dog yes is our little uh three-year-old miniature dachshund um so he will be joining us and hopefully he won't make too much noise but that's okay. We, he, he's going to bark at us, and then we're going to involve him in well, mid conversation. We'll involve him in yeah. <laughs> just say product yeah. has something to say. So the basis of the uh, podcast really is, um, I said, what to expect of it. We're well, not really we're we, not professionals in any aspect no, of our. We just opinions. chat a lot, don't we, at work? We do. When you should be working. See, I can multitask. Oh, I can't. No. <laughs> that's what I meant to be doing. I'm going to be really, workout. really sexist and generalistic now and say, but that's something that women do very well. There we um, go. Yeah, it's to multitask. So I can chat and work at the same time. I can't, no. I would, he has to get I, up and walk over to my desk <laughs> to chat. I was actually meant to do a, um, a regime of my exercising, wasn't I, at work? And then this podcast came in. So I had said that I can't actually do more than one thing. No. <laughs> so, I had to, so I had to put the workout regime to one side until I sorted this out and that I was happy to do it. Yep. Yeah, so that could be several months before Keir starts exercising Which in his lunch break um, yeah. on some kind of 30-day thing, isn't it, you were thinking of? I think it's... But that, that leads us nicely. Oh, there's a link. <laughs> Segway. brings us nicely onto why we decided to start doing the podcast, other than the fact that we obviously think that we're very funny and we're very mm-hmm. entertaining and that we've got lots and lots and lots of things to say. Although you might find that there's some deathly pauses when we don't know what to say. Yeah. Cause... But Keir, go over, tell everyone what happened to you then. Yeah, I... So I went for a blood test with my GP, who I love dearly. <laughs> Just really? <laughs> no, really? I did. Oh, God. Is it young, old, male, no, female? She, um, God, I don't know. She must I, be I like think, 30s. I think the male, female one should be in. No, well, I don't relatively know. Relatively easy. I mean, she's female, okay. as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but she's like in her God, yes, of course. See, yeah. now I feel that I've thrown myself into a into a pit of like being gender unhappy. Yeah. Is that even a word? Is that even a, like a in, in your mind? <laughs> God, because yes, you don't have to be male or female, do you? No, that's, so, sh- that's showing my age. But at the same time, I understand. Why people might not want to be male or female and want to be gender fluid. See, I'm now digging a <laughs> hole, aren't I, that I'm desperately trying to scrabble out of. You can be whatever you want to be. Right, That's Keir, okay. I'm throwing it back to you in an Alan Partridge way. <laughs> there is an Alan Partridge-esque thing about this. <laughs> My husband's Alan Partridge. Well, he's not. He's not obviously Steve Coogan, but, you know. 
Um, so yeah, it'd be it, nice. It would. Um, so yeah, she had said. Well, she contacted me saying there was an on-air joke call, and we can, you know, organise a um, a call with her. So I did. And then she turned around and said, well, you need to stop drinking, basically, because you drink too much. I said, really? I didn't think I did. Um, but apparently my test results showed that I did. So she said, completely, go, go teetotal, don't even bother drinking a sip of beer, nothing. So let's, um, so you're 24 years old, okay? 24. Let's just... 25 uh, in September. Ask the question, so how much do you drink? Um, and obviously, bear in mind, people will always lie about how much they drink and how much yeah. they weigh and those kind of things. <laughs> so you've got to double it. Yeah. So yeah, I would really and anyone let me know if this is like abnormal. I mean, for I'm me pretty, it is. For you it is. But I'm pretty certain there are people out there who drink just as much as me who weren't who aren't that concerned about how much they drink. Um, and it's an important topic because these days people are saying don't drink um don't smoke don't do this don't don't do anything that's harmful don't eat processed food which is all fine but how doable is that so all i really drink when i i'll get back from work and i'll have a glass of wine maybe two sometimes i can easily go through like a whole bottle kind of depending on my mood is sometimes that a night? i can't uh no no I mean, so you don't go through a bottle a night? No, no, no. Okay. No, I mean, there's three of us in our house. Oh, right. So the three of you go through a bottle. Exactly. In a night. So that's yeah. that's like it's one... about two glasses each. One and a bit glasses, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You don't get two... Well, there must be small glasses um, to get yeah. through. Two, two glasses. If you get six... Do you get six glasses I out of a bottle? We get two. Our glasses aren't that big. You can tell how much I drink, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I have no idea how many glasses of wine you get out of... I only... Champagne, darling. Well, you only depends. get one glass out of a bottle of champagne. <laughs> it depends on the um, on the size of the glass. I mean, our glasses yeah. aren't that big. They're not like massive red wine tumblers. They're just okay. tumblers or red wine, you know... Unit-wise, then. I don't know what I units know. are they. That's probably, probably six units, as you say. Yeah, they've simplified units now, haven't they? Because it used to be that not one glass was one unit, but now I think one glass is one unit. Oh, right, okay. I think. Because Cheryl and I are basically about a generation apart, we thought it would be quite interesting for people to have points of view of... Two different generations. Two different generations who yeah. grew up in different sort of influences. Um, totally different worlds. Different worlds, different ideas. Yeah. yeah it might, we thought it would be a good little basis for the podcast to have those conversations because at the moment a lot of people my age are now adults. Yep. Well, even sort of the younger gen, uh, younger part of the millennials. Yeah. We're all adults now. So yep. is our lives that different? There's this thing now, what they're doing is quite popular. Uh, well, I suppose for the last year or two, where they basically have a list of the things that millennials have killed. Okay. Have you heard of it? I, I think I might have seen some kind of headlines like millennials have killed off... And X, then that X, was X, it. X. Dot 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 dot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read it because I sometimes I get really irritated by, um, to be honest, by young people. Frankly, yeah. um, 
But that could just be a grumpy, middle-aged, older woman, mum. Well, let's see if you agree. Person. Let's see if you agree. Um, I've got okay. five. Okay, five things and that you think millennials have killed off. Not that I think. Hope, love. <laughs> not that I think, but um, okay. Ranker.com hasn't compiled 23. Okay. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and read out 23 reasons. No, what, what I would certainly. Yeah, I've, I've got quite concerned over. about your glazing over all <laughs> yeah. my conversations. So I'll do five. Okay, five. Give me your give me your thoughts, uh, and if it's enjoyable, we'll do another More. five. Yeah. The number one on Ranker.com. Ranker. Ranker. The number one on their list is that millennials have killed the housing market. I'm struggling with the idea of having a house <laughs> or even buying okay. one. So in a way, I kind of, I, I don't agree with the whole fact that we're killing that industry. I just think economically, it's not what we're focused on. Um, but because, do you think... Because I think the housing market is so expensive. Houses are exceptionally expensive. So I think they're becoming a bit, more out of our reach than as opposed to millennials thinking well maybe it's like a circle thing isn't it maybe because they're so expensive millennials aren't thinking about them which in that case they're killing it so yeah i um i i know you know once again we have had this discussion before at work haven't we about Mm -hmm. house prices now i do agree that they are horrendously expensive now and i do think that it is hard to get a property but at the same time it's always been hard we do actually live in an incredibly expensive area um and so there are obviously a lot of other areas within the uk that are a lot cheaper than where we live it's mm-hmm. horrendously expensive around here um but it's always been horrendously expensive now when i started yeah. working um i probably was only earning in fact i think i found a pay slip or a p60 um and i should pull it out at some point if i've still got it so i can actually show you but i think i was only earning about six or seven thousand pounds a year and round here when i was so this was back in the i would say early 90s um to get a property, a flat, a two-bedroom flat, I think, um, averagely was about £60,000. I mean, my brother, he bought a property, um, well, he didn't actually buy it. He had to, um, it was housing association, so it was half-owned. I don't know what that's actually called, but it was half-owned by him and then half-owned by a housing association. Because he couldn't afford to buy a property. Mm. And I believe that it's only recently that he's actually been able to then afford to buy the whole property. And it's all his. I apologise if I am incorrect and my brother is listening to this. And he can (laughs) correct me and I will correct myself if we talk about it again another time. So it's always been hard. And I couldn't afford to live around here. So I actually moved to Essex. Um where I still didn't buy a property, but I rented. And my rent, plus all the bills and everything, 
took up 80% of my wages. So, and I still really couldn't afford to buy a property because you couldn't get a mortgage. You either had to, I think you had to have um, two and a half times your salary. Mm. That's the amount that they would give you. So if you were only earning, say for instance, you're only earning 10 grand, right. that you could only get a, sa- a mortgage of like 25 grand. Ooh. And you still couldn't really buy properties for that amount of money. So so it has always been hard. I won't disagree that it is harder, but mm. it has always been hard. And this is one thing, and I don't think millennium, millennials in themselves think this. I think this is media making them think this. Yes, it is hard, but it's always been hard, and you just have to have your priorities. If your priority is to go out there and experience life and have fun and travel and do all that sort of thing, then that's absolutely fine. But if your priority is to get a house, then Mm. you're going to save. And you still had to save to get a property when I was younger. It was still hard. And you still did, you know, rely upon your parents. I know my mum told me once, and once again, if my dad listens to this, I apologise if she was lying (laughs) to me, but... She told me that they had to borrow money off of the woman who was selling them their house for them to be able to buy that house. So, you know, because they couldn't get a mortgage for the whole thing. So the person Mm. who was selling them the house lent them the money to buy the rest of the house. Well, I was told or given the opinion that people, well, my generation now, are easier to get that house if their parents already have a home well i suppose so if you're go- if if your parents are willing to be a guarantee on anything so which if you most default on are. things yeah. then then yeah and i mean obviously when i was younger your parents wouldn't have guaranteed you anything yeah because they couldn't afford to but that also falls on the idea that if you have your family who have the the finances behind them yeah and then when the day comes where they're no longer there and they've given you your inheritance yeah um, you could then use that to get yourself a home so a lot of people say it's easier for not easier per se but it's some millennials are at that stage where they do have that support system behind them financially to push them into the housing market um other others don't which which is harder because if you do which has once again always been the situation yeah and you know my children luckily i know they're not millennials they're just outside that millennial aren't they but they will be lucky in the fact that i you know have enough equity in the property Mm. that you know we live in that in a few years time i could sell it and i could downsize and then I can realise some of that money to enable them to buy them somewhere for them to live yeah. in. And I can do that now. Sure. Um, but my parents would have never done that for me. Yeah. Um, primarily because they couldn't afford to. Whereas obviously now I can actually afford to do that. So it yeah. is, it's, I don't think millennials have killed off the, the housing market. I just think it's a different, um, a different different situation for Mm. them um you know and because they they want different things 
So I don't necessarily think that the housing market has... Next one on the list. Handshakes. <laughs> oh, God, you all fist bump or hug. <laughs> but I love it. I'm a hugger. I well, love I love a hug. Um, yeah, apparently. No, no, yeah. but no, you know, I know you don't because you do still... Maybe it's not quite so much of a formal handshake, but there is still a greeting amongst young people. So if you take the handshake as a greeting... Yeah. Rather than a f- just a handshake, but you do see young people, it, yeah. Oops, I just knocked my table again. Um, I do remember actually a few years ago seeing um, a couple of younger people who were probably, I don't know, middle teens, actually greeting each other with a handshake and that kind of slap on the back of the shoulder type thing, and thinking it was really funny. Because it's you always imagine that it's something that older people do. The Journal of Hand Therapy has conducted a study on handshakes over the years. And it is saying that handshakes within millennials has gotten weaker than it used to be. Does that mean weaker as in the fact that you've all got limp handshakes? Exactly. Right, yeah. rather than the fact that you don't handshake. At all. When you handshake, you just do, all do it in a kind of slightly limp way. Weird. Yeah. Well, do, do you think that comes down to the fact that you're not all out? Because... The thing is, I don't... I, hand I, Handshakes... It used to be, I remember, even when I was being like taught about getting a job in interviews and people saying, make sure you have like a firm handshake and make sure you look them in the eye and blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, I think... Now people aren't bothering. I mean, people who are employers are 25, maybe 30. So employers are now in that millennial generation where they didn't used to be. So I don't think millennials really care that haven't put that much emphasis on whether someone's making eye contact or someone's got a good handshake. So I reckon in that respect, handshakes are becoming less of a thing. Whereas before, I think our predecessors were very big on get that, go to that interview make sure that handshake is firm and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's always been, until now, where millennials are becoming the decision makers. Yep, I would agree with you there as well. Because when I was younger, the handshake as well was an element of domination Mm. and control. you You would see people who would shake your hand and then they would slightly turn your hand at the same time so their hand was above yours Ooh. and it was it was almost like them trying to say i'm, I'm in charge mm-hmm. and i'm controlling this situation and i'm sure there were people who were actually taught how to do that okay. so if that kind of handshake is being lost and millennials are losing that then good on you i Fantastic. say yeah, just yeah. hug. I want to go like in my future. I want to go into an interview and just hug the person that I'm I love about it. To. I do like <laughs> yeah. that kind of fist bump, slap on the shoulder type exactly. thing. I That's think good. it's great. Well, they do... Obviously, the nuzzling of the ear is unacceptable. No, <laughs> <laughs> this, the next one. I don't know where this has come from, but okay. So the number three is okay. beer. 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 Apparently, millennials are killing off beer. I point out that this is the US market. I think beer's fine in the UK. <laughs> I think it's a staple I, thing to I drink. I mean, here. once again, because I'm not a, a big drinker um, and I don't frequent a pub, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I do know 
quite a few of my male friends um, like craft beers. Yeah. What is a craft beer? I think it's something that's a bit more unique, isn't it, than just going like into... specially brewed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we have a local... It's Okay, we're going to give a shout out to... Is it Big Smoke? Big Smoke. Big yeah. Smoke. Yeah. They have a fantastic pub in Surbiton called um, The Antelope. The Antelope, yeah. And they make just, their own beers, don't they? They do. Yep. And they're now, they've got a, uh, disti- um, is it a, disti- a brewery? Brewery. It's not a distillery. <laughs> no. Um, they've got a brewery just uh, a couple of doors down from where we work, haven't they? Mm. So. But I, I kind of agree that some way in that millennials like are more tuned towards the the spirits the gins and the well the hard stuff is it because it gets you drunker quicker no i think that it's just easier isn't it i mean beer has such a taste to it and if you don't like it you don't like it spirits you just mix it with anything and you get your taste you can mix it with different things in order to adhere to whatever palette that yeah. you have Whereas there's beer, a great sketch it's just beer, is it? it is it from beverly hills cop with eddie murphy in it? i think it's beverly hills cop he goes into like some kind of art gallery or something and there's a um uh, a guy in there who makes him a drink and it's, it's a fantastic little sketch is that there's a little twist in the drink or something and it's very funny anyway there we go. <laughs> um <seen> right <laughs> do we think that millennials are just drinking less beer but as they get older they might get back into beer. Do we think that it is an older person's drink? I just as think in like past thirty upwards. Or it's 35 hard to say. I mean, upwards. I don't because that's not really old. No, I don't agree that we are killing beer. I think it's no. still very strong. But at the same time, a lot like for example, my friends will go on a night out more towards the spirits as yeah. opposed to beer. Yeah. Um, and also rosé. I love rosé. <laughs> delicious i'm not doing well for my sobriety (laughs) yeah we shouldn't be talking about it either i know um oh i'd also like to point out that it's not that serious guys like i don't want people to be worried about you're not on death's door (laughs) yeah it was just your liver uh, hasn't packed up yet not not quite yet um okay so this is one for those sort of I, I'm going to talk about this because I'm so into it at the moment. Okay, go on. Number four. Just because of the, but it's credit. So millennials have created a culture of credit. Quite the opposite. They've killed it off. Then they. You killed credit off. Yeah. And but I agree. You all have credit. No, no. Okay, I'm obviously missing what it's trying to say no, because. As in, not phone credit to make a call <laughs> i'm talking about money credit yeah like a credit card you all owe money yeah but university fees don't fall under that bracket so how have you how have you killed that off well i'll tell you from my experience okay. so i've i've actually got a credit card yeah uh i've got several yeah and i'm happy using my credit cards mm-hmm. however i a lot i hate the fact that i've got that i i, I reckon you know credit isn't one uh, an amazing thing to be bragging about like, oh I've got one because I don't think anyone likes credit I don't think it's a good thing to have but interestingly when my friends talk about owing money or having credit they get so anxious about it 
it's like we were talking to someone who we work with who's very young and she's like oh god you know owing money like oh that's really scary it's really scary so millennials i think especially well young people are quite scared about having credit it scares them I've spoken to a lot of people my age who are terrified about borrowing a large sum of money or using a credit card or spending a lot. I know when I go out, for example, for me, it's just my being that I I like being free with my cash. I know some people might say, well, that's stupid. You know, you shouldn't, you should be responsible, which I am. But at the same time, it's sort of the way that I want to handle my cash. I'm quite free with it. I'm quite liberal with it happy to buy proper drinks, happy to, you know, Okay, whatever. we're going out with Keir if he's happy to buy drinks. <laughs> they don't do, because oh, I I'll do. just have coke all night long, because I'm always the designated driver. Yeah. And I've told you how much I spend on a night out. It's quite a lot. So, but, but I don't get... understand how that is killing off credit, because Because you millennials are, are not what, going... So they're not out, getting are, credit cards? They're, they're not, not getting... applying for credit cards, absolutely right. not. The people who do apply for credit cards are terrified that they've got £500 on them. Millennials are terrified of credit. The, the people that I've spoken to, the friends that I have, and they talk about credit cards, they're terrified. They're like, oh God, it's... owing money. And I know some people who I've spoken to don't think of it as real money. That is the problem. And obviously talking from my generation is that we were still taught that you mm. should save up before you have something. So you have to work in order to get something. Yeah. But at the same time, we still all have credit cards. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I purchase absolutely everything on a credit card. Um, and that's only that's for insurance because purposes. no, not for insurance purposes. Only because you get cash back and money back and things like oh, that. Okay. So I mean, even if you don't get much, you're still getting yep. something. Um, but I pay it off at the end of the month, so I don't actually have any debt. So I think the debt, things like mortgages or a loan, um, would be the only debt mm. that I have or would be prepared to have. Yeah, um, but it's not something. So, you, as long as you can manage it, I think that's the thing, isn't well, it? Is that if, are millennials not taught how to manage their money? Exactly, and so, so therefore they're scared of this because they don't understand that. Yeah. Okay, you can borrow money, and you can pay it back as long as you budget and you manage your money. Yeah. They're saying millennials cite a fear of becoming trapped by spending money they don't really have, concerns about student loan debt and their ability to get a job in a recovering economy. That for me is quite interesting. Is it that we're not getting credit cards because of the instability of our jobs? Is it because more jobs that are created now aren't as stable as jobs that might have been created however many years ago for example marketing isn't exactly the most stable job a business can if a business goes to shit one of the first people to go the first to go but is the first to go yeah it's something that's it's not that stable so and because marketing jobs have been taken a lot by millennials whether it's graphic design or um in advertising or project management or just whatever all these jobs aren't that stable, they're not that secure. So maybe it's the fear of being, you know, losing your job in any go and not being able to pay things back, yeah. perhaps. Um, I think there's that. It's the economy is so 
up yeah. and down. You're not really up too and, sure. You don't really know. Exactly. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. Um, okay, so that was number four. We're going to do Was number that number five. four? We've got five. We've got one more. Yeah, okay. one more. So one more. let's have a look. Again, if people like this, let me know because we can do more. There are loads. Yeah. Oh, number 70. We hope hours. we're being entertaining at the same time as being, uh, um, you know, informative. Okay, number five on the list <laughs> okay. of things that millennials have killed are hotels. Do you agree? Okay. So, um, here we go. Mashable. Is that just because you all sleep on each other's sofas instead? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than going to a hotel. No. So, here we go. Um, Mashable states that hotels are paring down. Paring down or paring down? Oh, I can't read. Yeah, is it paring or paring? <laughs> Has it got an I in it? Is it P-A-I-R? P-A-R, yeah. It's P-A-I-R. No, P-A-R. Then that's paring down. Paring. I'm going to re- repeat down. that. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut that, though. Hotels are paring down their spaces to attract young guests. I can take the your spelling and pronunciation. But the Sorry, move has I've interrupted. Oh, rude. I'm still okay. interrupting. Go on, keep going. Young travellers' hotel notes just want a clean and efficient space to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it hotels that offer... Um, I don't even know. I d- I don't really stay in hotels. Do we do we think hotels are because you've got things like Airbnb instead? Is Possibly. that more of what it is? Because when you go away on holiday, you go and mm-hmm. stay somewhere, don't you? So, so are less people staying in hotels because they can stay in an Airbnb, which is far more homely i think this is a boring one i'm gonna change it okay so we're not gonna discuss this one (laughs) no don't cut it though because it's you know (laughs) yeah because it's still interesting in the fact that how you're all camping you're all going in tents going in i love it you're going in tents you're staying in (laughs) teepees it's like you're all sleeping on each other's sofas (laughs) (laughs) so we'll go out i can't bother to get a hotel can i just keep on your sofa (laughs) He's like passed yeah, out drunk. Yeah. That bloke that I met tonight, we're not going to go to a hotel together. We're just going to do it on your sofa. Yeah. <laughs> and vacations. Okay, Although that f- happens, that happens, that happens. Right. Okay. So when I was living in Essex um, back, oh God, what, 25 years ago, I did have a couple of friends who got together and they tried to get a hotel one night after a night out and they couldn't so they literally knocked on my door oh really (laughs) in the early hours of the morning asking if they could come in together and literally probably shag on my sofa (gasps) and I was in my bedroom and I was probably thinking okay I can't go into the lounge now because it was like an open plan little flat sure um I couldn't walk into the lounge. Luckily, the bathroom was next to the bedroom. And oh, I didn't really? have to go any further into the lounge kitchen area. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't um, get a glass of water because they might be shagging or, oh, na- or naked or something on my lounge floor. <laughs> I've done that when I stayed at someone's house after a night out. And I've walked to go get water, gone into their kitchen. And their dad was just standing there. And I was like, I'm in my box. <laughs> Standing there, what? <laughs> just literally stand. 
I don't even want to know. I want to say what's I in guess my brain right now. He was doing something before I turned He was that. doing something in the kitchen. Was yeah. he fully clothed? Yes. <laughs> jostling away he was just in the kitchen and i was in my boxes and i didn't have my glasses on and i'm blind as a bat <laughs> did you even see he was there yeah was just like this figure standing in the kitchen I couldn't, I couldn't even make eye contact with it because i didn't have my glasses i was probably looking at the ceiling <laughs> Did you, did you acknowledge that he was there? Yeah, I did. I said hi. All right. <laughs> this fist bump. I'm a le- millennial, so I yeah. can't shake your hand. It's or so was limp. that your hand? It's so limp. <laughs> so I went to go grab the water, and I didn't really know what to say at this point. So I was like, cheers. <laughs> Bottoms up. Bottoms up. I don't know. <laughs> I went back in and I, I kind of woke up my friend and I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> Before your dad says anything. Yeah. Oh, dear. No, That's I never funny. used to have them. Um, I never invited people back to the house. Yeah. When I no. lived with my parents. But then I didn't live with them from like the age of 21. So. Oh, see. Yeah. Lucky. Mm. Okay. So number five on the list of things the millennials have I killed. I did go back though. So I could be a boomerang because I did go back at one point, but not for long. <laughs> Have you never heard that term? Boomerang children or boomerang whatever they are. Boomerang something or others. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's a term nowadays where young people they leave and then they come back they leave the family home. Right. And then they go back again at a later date because they can't afford to live anywhere Anywhere except at home. So they go away and then they come back. Oh, I didn't know that was a term. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So even back in the nineties, we did that. All right. <laughs> you young people. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So number five on the list of things that millennials. No, we've have already killed. done number five. But you're going to pretend you're you're going to want to cut it. But I don't think you should cut it because I, I think won't. it's been quite funny content. So is our number five <laughs> so boring? <laughs> Then that's not going to be number five anymore. It's just like you won't let me say it without saying, no, 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 no. this is not number five. That's one of those really annoying things I do and interrupt. I do it to my dad. No, 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 because you, you don't get, want me to cut it. I and won't cut it. he gets annoyed it. with me. And then I keep doing it because I think it's funny. So number five. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Number five. 5.1. Okay, go. Okay, so number five on the list. Okay. Of things that are <laughs> the millennials. <laughs> I just snorted again. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Okay. Sensible number six on the list. No, number five no. <laughs> on the list of things that millennials have killed off. Okay. Over to Keir. Number five. I need to say. I'm not. So I'm not going to look at him. I'm just, turning away. Just taking my script. Okay. Talk to the hand. Right. Number five on the list. Okay. <laughs> She's actually doing it. It's like She's it's like I've got Scooby Doo in the room with this silly laughter. Okay. I don't want to do this anymore. All right. Okay. Number five. 
I can't do it. <laughs> do you want me to read it? <laughs> Pass me the phone. No, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wipe myself in a minute. Come on. Number five. Let's go. Uh, I'm crying. Okay. I can't. I don't. <laughs> okay, so number five on the list of things that millennials have killed okay. is vacations. Hotels were so boring that we're just going to skip into vacations. So, a latest report, this is so true, had defined a new type of employee called the work martyr. And I agree with this because I've been part of this. Oh, this is where you feel that, oh my God, I'm working so hard all the time. No. Okay. This is... You sacrifice your vacation time. So shit. <laughs> You're sacrificing your, you know, sick days or your vacation times because you feel exceptionally guilty that you're taking time off from work. So millennials are not taking their sick days and they're not. So if they feel sick, yeah. they will. Well, this is some people. If they feel sick, they won't. They will still go into work feeling sick, which is obviously bad because you're gonna, you know, spread you just your give germs. it to the rest of us. Exactly, and also they're not taking their holiday dates because they feel bad about taking time off work, so they only really do it rarely. Um, this is so true because I kind of get it in the sense that when I used to work from home, I always felt guilty about working from home, so it kind of made me overwork. So I was always asking, like, is there anything you want me to do? Let me know. I'm here, blah, blah, blah. If I worked from home, I would literally just be sitting in the fridge eating everything that's in the fridge. I wouldn't be (laughs) working at all. Um, But uh, you know what? I think it's a sad, 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 sad thing um, about society that there is this feeling of guilt. And I think it comes down to that Mm. is that why should you feel guilty for taking time for yourself why should you feel guilty that you are ill um why should you uh, something actually i saw it on uh instagram i think this morning um someone i had followed had written something about parent guilt the oh, idea that? that they have to go to work and say goodbye to their kids in the morning and the kids are going, oh, just 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. but And they feel guilty for that. I well, feel, frankly, feel guilty for what? For going off to work and leaving their kids when their kids oh. just want another 10 minutes with them. Uh, well, you know what? Is that you should never feel guilty about all of the things that you have to do and you should take your holiday time and you should take time for yourself um, because that's what actually makes you an interesting person. Mm. All work and no play I'm... makes a. There is actually a proper <laughs> thing, and I can't remember what it is. Makes a dull thing. I'm going to have to look that one up. There is that sort of thing that now there is so much demand for things, especially within like the marketing industry. It's so cutthroat, and the deadlines are so like 
hard, the very tight deadlines, um, you're made to feel guilty because of how much pressure there is to get things done so quickly. So yeah. if you think, if you take a day off, you're just think, oh God, you know, they're probably going to find someone else. I'm so easily dispensable. Is that the word? <laughs> dispensable? Dispensable. I'm so e- you can so easily get rid of me. I'm yeah. not letting that get easier the to say that than to work out dispensable <laughs> or indispensable. Get rid of. <laughs> There's so it's so easy to get rid of me that I'm not going to take holiday because if I end up taking holiday or I end up having sick or I end up being sick and not come in, let's just be like, well, screw it. We'll just find someone else. But so that, there is that level of it. I think that is a shame that you feel that would happen. Because you know what, if you lose your job with one person, mm. someone else will employ you. Yeah. And and they will, and you will find another job. You yeah. will. It might take a while, but you will find another job. And if you're all living with your parents, then that's fine. Because you've got no <laughs> yeah. bills to pay. Or if you've got credit, um, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't think that, once again, is necessarily a new thing. I think that's a state of mind. Now, right. I, I have always got into work when I'm supposed to go into work I have always taken my lunch break yeah and I have always gone home when I'm supposed to go home yeah okay um if I am sick then I will be sick I I genuinely have never taken a day just because I think I want to take a day and I can't go into work Mm. You know, I think duvet days are a great idea. Yeah. But if you're sick, you're sick. I don't think you should take the piss out of that because then that does create yeah. a bit of unhappy feeling at work. I think it's it's awful that if young people feel that they are having to do that. Okay, and it is all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Okay, oh. and it comes, it's a proverb and it means that without time off of work, a person becomes both bored and boring and the exact origins of the phrase remain unclear although it was recorded as early as 1659 so this is not a millennial issue (laughs) because it's been going on for centuries in fact only henry henry the eighth wouldn't have said that because obviously he was 15 something (laughs) so there you go right so we've done a good oh that's brilliant i mean so five things there what millennials have killed and okay. um, i don't think we came to the conclusion that any they didn't kill any of those did we ever come to the conclusion what is a bistro salad any um, of those? i don't know it's just got fancy leaves in it okay oh and it probably has a slug in it too <gasps> that's what makes it bistro slug slime okay okay well thank you so much thank for you listening. very much for joining us <laughs> and obviously if you do like and subscribe and share, we would be most grateful. Yeah, and we would. We hopefully, would. Um, you'll join us again next week next, next or week. the Hope, week after. Yeah. Are we doing this weekly well. or bi bi weekly? Oh, that's another. We don't know. Okay, see how we'll it goes. Have to, yeah, see how it goes. Uh, like us, g- give us some stars as well. Five yeah. stars, two yeah. stars, Reviews, <laughs> whatever. Comments. <laughs> we'll be, yeah. Let us know what we're doing well, what we're doing wrong. Please yeah, don't be nasty. Out. Constructive criticism. Always welcome. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> take your sick days. Take your holiday. Take yeah. Do. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.